Cats episode. That was no lady. It's 11.59 at Radio Free America, and this is Uncle Sam with music and the truth until dawn. Right now, I've got a few words for some of our brothers and sisters in the occupied zone. The chair is against the wall. The chair is against the wall. John has a long mustache. John has a long mustache. It's 12 o'clock, Americans, another day closer to victory. And for all of you out there on or behind the lines, this is your song. <laughs> There we are, and welcome everybody to our Daily Gun Show. Come to you live every weeknight at midnight Eastern, and we talk about guns for about an hour. Oh, we're a little late tonight, sorry about that. Blame it on the barbecue for running late, but uh, we were having a conversation over there. Waited till that one was over. So let's see, we uh, have a screen open here, and oh, you know what? I don't really have this thing. So we're just gonna take the data from here, by copying it like this. Oh, you know what? That's not going to work. So we're going to edit the video right now while we're all in here. It's no big deal. I'm just going to just casually grab all of these links and stuff real quick. No big deal. Don't even pay attention. It's just happening here while we're live. And then uh, I'll just go back one. While that's happening, we'll jump over to the Substack. And let's just make a quick post over on the Substack. The reason I'm doing that is I wanted to do this anyway today, but also see what it does. Boom, it makes it a lot easier to check out. This front part needs to be reformatted a little bit, but it's easy enough to do. So welcome to episode 1430. We've been doing this show for a while. Uh, we started out the... I guess I'm not going to be able to talk and type at the same time. So uh, let's see. We do the show every weeknight at midnight. We do it uh, each weeknight because we got a lot uh, to accomplish with this show. We have a lot of goals. Uh, each night we have a different set of goals that we, we, we uh, shoot for. So let's see. I just have to look for the word chance and hit the thing after it. Uh, let's see. So tonight's Friday, and what we do on Fridays is look back at the week and what people have done uh, that's focused on what our Second Amendment protects. And what I'll do is create a uh, YouTube video, and in the notes or in the description of that YouTube video, we'll put some information that we've gathered throughout the week. And normally, I, before the show, I will have put this information uh, in a nicer format over here on 
uh, spread, what's this being called, Substack, or over on uh, the newsletter, over on our Patreon blog, other places, so that it's uh, formatted like this and a little easier to read. But we're pretty close to being there now. I'm just doing it live. Copy this real quick, put it in as the title. I almost always just put the Daily Gun Show as the subtitle, and then we'll just hit continue and publish. And now that it's published, it'll be real easy to read this, and let's dig in. So uh, first off, we do this live, so I'm going to say thanks to the people that show up live. kind of apologize at the beginning here because we're going late, so the people that uh, I'm mentioning here may or may not still be around. We're almost a half an hour late, but if you're listening to this in the future... You don't realize maybe that this is a live show. I appreciate the interactive nature of the internet. This isn't a scripted produced show, which would get a lot more, probably be a lot more effective. Uh, but the interactive nature of the internet lets us uh, keep up, keeps up with what's going on and keep in touch with uh, other activists and gives us uh, an ability to use the internet in a more uh, agile way, I believe. At least in my experience. So again, I appreciate the people who join us live. So Kingpin was the first one to say hey. Then uh, Patriot jumped in. I don't know if Patriot's still out there. Kingpin, Kingpin might. He was just in barbecues chat. Uh, then we've got uh, Roy jumping in. There's Kingpin again. Kingpin's listening from the future and live. Right on. What, that's what's nice about the internet. It lets people in the future and people in the past come together and listen all at the same time. And right now I'm in the middle. Normally I'm in the past living on the West Coast, but because uh, we don't do your crazy dance of time zones, uh, we have to sit here and you all shift around us. So now we're in the mountain time zone, I guess. So I'm kind of in the middle. The uh, people in the Pacific are living in behind me and the people in the East Coast are living before me. But let's take a look at what we've got written in here for this week. It's November 11th, and that means it's 11-11-22. And I'm not able to do this show unless we go live here for a bit and I remember to do it. Then it'll be 11-11-11-11-11-11 and on 2022. Uh, that's significant because that's the end of World War One, and... That's why they chose today to be Veterans Day. So I post usually a couple of days before the holidays, the military holidays, a little post. Uh, I probably go get it. But uh, effectively, it just describes that there's a Memorial Day, and that's for the folks who have given all. They've sacrificed everything for the country and for their uh, comrades. The... Uh, Veterans Day, for those of us who served but are still alive, we're different, we're still alive, Memorial Day, people that have paid the ultimate price, they're not alive anymore, or people that have passed, people that are gone now. They were veterans and then they got old and died peacefully, right? Memorial Day. Then we have Armed Services Day, Armed Forces Day, and that's when we honor those who are in uniform, currently serving, I only explain that not because there's any laws or rules, just for protocol, just for awareness, just for procedure. So we do have a separate day for each because there's significance to each of those roles 
not just just because it's Veterans Day and we've been talking about it in some of the live chats. You know, we've got the day of memorial for those who've paid the ultimate price because they have. And we want to remember what they've sacrificed for. We want to remember those who are no longer with us who may not have died in the battle, but uh, have moved on, you know, have passed away. And their accomplishments, it's a time to remember their significance and their their accomplishments and their failures, right? Their successes and their failures. And then it's a time uh, on Veterans Day to thank those who and be, and be aware of those who had served. There's a lot of stuff to think about there. And then uh, the people that are serving now. Uh, I mentioned in one of the other chats, there's a big piece of this. And the reason we have one day, I think, well, I think one of the reasons, one of the significances of the single day to have these memorials is so that we're not constantly thinking about it. We're not obligated to think about it all the time. We have a designated time when we can deal with it and talk about it and it comes up and everyone can, knows that it's coming. They can anticipate it and they can allow it to pass so that we don't have to dwell on it so that healing can occur so that we can, we can move on. So I think that that's uh, uh, one of the reasons why or one of the reasons to understand the difference between the different occasions or holidays. Uh, memorials, and then uh, a way to offer, uh, you know, the appropriate attention. So I uh, just wanted to mention that. Uh, but it is the 11th of November, and we're looking at, uh, you know, the elections were last week. We had quite a bit of people um, getting ready for the elections and a lot of noise and a lot of attention. The elections happened and I'm not seeing a heck of a lot of um, result or consequence to that. Not a lot of uh, noise one way or the other. So uh, is this a time to sit back in, in apathy? That's what we are, we're, we're doing. We're, we're relaxing and we're uh, apathetic as a uh, culture community, I guess. Uh, we're not under attack, so we're not rallying. rallying. We're not uh, focused on any kind of uh, taking anything back. We're not focused on resisting anything. Um, we've had some failures and we've had some challenges and we're awaiting some consequences or, you know, we're waiting for the results of how they're going to interpret some things. So uh, it's a frustrating time. As activists, I don't think we have to simply observe. We're allowed to uh, do things. We're allowed to um, ask or request things. And uh, you know, as we get to the holidays here and the whatever it's called, Tuesday, the two, the Giving Tuesday or something, uh, the Day of giving to nonprofits, we're going to be approached to uh, donate to the organizations, and um, you know it's a time when we have an opportunity to do more than uh, just nothing, because that's what we're doing right now. Nothing, 
we're just watching the, the results of, uh, I guess we're waiting to see what they're gonna come down with next for the brace, or I guess the uh, pistol tally sheet or something. And we're waiting to see a bunch of uh, results of a bunch of lawsuits and figuring out how to keep track of all that. So uh, frustrating time. I don't know. We're not getting much feedback from the people listening. I guess I'm not asking many questions, but that's how we're starting off the show this week. It's Veterans Day, and we're sitting at a time when the election just happened. There's not a lot of unification of the community. There's not a lot of uh, direct attacks. So therefore, there's no motivation to act and there's no encouragement, no national level organization or national level uh, strategy among the organizations. There's no organization of organizations or amongst the, the groups. So let's talk about some of the uh, House bills, House whatever they are, HRs that are on the table right now. These are all HRs, and I think there's one Senate one in here. Uh, but I went through and looked at a place called something or another dot something, something.gov, where they rate these different bills and give them a, a percent chance of happening. Oh, here it is. I guess I didn't edit this thing good. There's a Senate bill in here too. So the first one is the AIM Act uh, in the House, 1% chance. I'm going to skip one. Then the third one says the Gun Violence Protection and Safe Communities Act has a 1% chance. Then we've got the uh, Responsible Gun Ownership Licensing Act has a 2% chance. Then uh, we get to the um, good ones. Those are the bad ones. The bad ones, except for the one we skipped here, all have a 1% chance and one of them has a 2% chance. Then we start looking at the good ones, I guess you could say, the bills that would resist infringements, and that's the short act has a 3% chance of doing something. There's a Senate bill to require the sale of ammunition that's stockpiled by the IRS, another one with a 1% chance of happening. There's a couple of other bills that either restrict the IRS or disarm the IRS. Both of those have a 2% or excuse me, a 1% chance each. And then there's uh, uh, another one that uh, House bill or whatever that wants to remove the uh, tax on NFA items and the excise tax for wildlife. And that one also has a 1%. So pretty much everything on the list here has a 1%. One item has a 3%. Another item has a 2%. Literally everything else I mentioned has just a 1% chance of passing. There is an item, one item that I skipped here, the one item that has anything higher than a 2% or a 3%. The only thing on the list here that isn't really just a 1% chance of passing, and that's the assault weapons ban that's already in the Senate and already has passed the House. And that's uh, got a 12% chance before the election, these numbers came out before the elections. So if we were to go look at this right now, the assault weapons ban of 2022, if I were to type this into uh, DuckDuck, whatever this is called, and you go down to govtrack.us, 
and I open this thing up and it's still got a 12% chance. So I don't know when the last time it was updated, but it's effectively here. I'll just drop the link for anybody that might want to check this site out. You can just drop whatever you can search for whatever you can specifically look for something or just can surf around looking at different bills and they'll tell you kind of an update on the bill. And, and one of the items they tell you is the their percent, their percent, their projection of what the percentage of its chance of being passed is. So we have this uh, HR 1808 is already over in the Senate and it's got a 12% chance before the election. So one of the questions I'm going to ask today's and this week where we have nothing else going on. We have nobody trying to push anything. We have nobody trying to uh, organize, nobody trying to educate or create awareness that I'm aware of. It sounds like everybody is just getting ready for the holidays and awaiting, you know, whatever update comes along the, the social platforms, the social pipelines. Um, they're watching other news, right? They're getting ready to uh, start doing holidays and stuff. But we've got these bills, three or four of them that are against us. One of them with a 12% chance. So it's got a more than 10% chance of doing something against us. And it would be heinous. We know we have what happened in Oregon and a couple other states. So we don't have a complete win. We didn't have uh, a complete submission to the uh, idea that guns are not a bad idea and guns are normal. You know, if we were living in that world, it wouldn't be uh, so important to be paying attention to this stuff. But we are living in a world where there's still a massive attack on our rights to possess and our rights to carry and whatnot. So, um, you know, when we see these bills and these items that have a 1% chance, a couple of them that are working against us, and then a bunch of them that are working, you could say for us, at least are in a positive way, or at least challenge some of the ways that gun ownership is marginalized. Uh, why aren't we championing this stuff? Why aren't we using this as an opportunity to work together and, and, and push some of these uh, goals or agendas or tactics or whatever you want to call these things? Um, when you go to practice sports, do you win every practice or do you just practice in order to get better at your skill set? Do you practice in order for the people who have some amount of skill to play with other folks in an environment so that they can determine how well they're going to do in a real battle? So if you don't consider these 1% chance things opportunities, then when is our opportunity to work together and, and remove infringements and create more normalization of gun ownership. If, if this isn't the time to do it, in a time when we've had national level Republican gun control go at us, Republican backed gun control at a national level, we've taken the rights of 18 to 20 year olds, we've taken the spouses of our military who might be 18 to 20 years old, and when their, their spouse, their partner deploys, We've left the 18 to 20 year old spouse, potentially a parent, vulnerable, a single parent vulnerable in most always a community where it's common knowledge that the 
force nearby has deployed, you know, or portions of the force is deployed. So it's often a, you know, common knowledge that the dependents, the spouses are uh, alone. And now due to federal law backed by Republicans, they're unarmed. It's ridiculous. And at that time in history, we're sitting around waiting to see what they're going to do about the braces. There's about a million things we could be doing. Where's the, where's the stand-up leadership at the national level? We've got people that complain about the suits that NRA is wearing. So where's, what's the opposite of that? Where's the other side of that? Is it people making fun of stuff in memes? Is it complaining about stuff in, in live comments or whatever? So we've got a bunch of these things on the table. I've noticed that uh, firearms policy will hold them up and say, hey, let's not forget about these. Or some people would say they're saying, hey, let's be afraid of these. Or they're saying, hey, here's an opportunity to work together, but they're not saying that. It could be taken that way, but I don't think they're saying it that way. But I don't see anybody else even talking about these issues. We've got state issues as well. Oh, shit, I didn't get nothing to drink. So I think at this point, I'm going to, uh, before we even dig into the meat of the show here, which will be the stuff that other people have done, that was our beginning of the show here, kind of describing Veterans Day a little bit. And then, you know, these 1% chance of occurring bills that are on the table, are they opportunities? Are they ice picks just sitting there? As soon as we turn our back, we're about to get shanked a bunch of times with some ice picks. I mean, they're certainly raised, they certainly have dangerous aspects to them. The ones that are out to get us have very dangerous aspects to them. Whether or not an ice pick is going to kill you is all about whether or not you're going to be aware of the person and their intent when you allow them to be near you with an ice pick, right? And that's what we're sitting around. We're sitting around people with an ice pick right now. Now, let me know what you think. I'm going to quit flipping over to this. I guess I was looking to see what the uh, poll is over here. How was this week for 2A? We got great, getting zero votes. Good, getting 60% of the votes. Okay, getting 40% of the votes. And zero, and bad, getting 0% of the votes. So I'm going to play a commercial here. I'm going to go fill up my uh, drink so that I got something to drink because my mouth is drying out already. And... Uh, this is going to be loud. I'm going to play the tactical quiz one because it's long, and uh, that'll give me a chance to go rinse this cup out and fill it up again. Uh, if I got coffee, I might put coffee in it, in which case we might be here for a little while because we've got a bunch of stuff to talk about. I'm curious if you're listening live, you understand that I'm not doing this for an audience. I'm doing this for people who are you know, here to participate. What do we do with these 1% laws? Do we use them as tools, as, as catalysts? to learn how to work together and take back the NFA, take down the NFA, get rid of the Gun Control Act, get rid of NICS, or are these things mosquitoes that we ignore while we, what, do what's the alternative to trying to use these things as, as uh, poles to pole vault with? All right, I'm gonna listen, you're gonna listen to the uh, tactical quiz commercial and I'll be uh, back in a minute.
worked out pretty good. Sorry about it being loud, but uh, thanks to Foss for hooking that us up with that. Nobody's answering, so I'm guessing nobody's awake out there. It's hard to say. You know, the night if people are going to be awake to talk about 2A or not. But uh, we'll dig in. So this is, uh, we got gun calendars. Let's go see what's happening over there. I didn't really uh, write anything down in the actual show notes today. But we have a whole big calendar over here. Of course, it's Wanamaker, the world's largest gun show. It's happening this weekend. We've got a bunch of friends over there. It's also the USCCA 6th Annual Concealed Carry Expo. That's like a little tiny NRA show with just CCW uh, stuff. G23 is saying, I think we can use these as tools. I should probably put it up as a poll and see how many people participate tonight. Um, then we've got, uh, this is interesting, ironic, you could say. We have um, Sunday, the 13th, being the anniversary in 1942, where the draft age was lowered from 21 to 18. So up until 1942, you had to be 21, I guess, to be drafted. And then uh, in 1942, they're like, yeah, you know what? Let's make it 18. So now we just said, yeah, even though you can be drafted, you don't have any other rights. Well, I guess they still have some rights, but they don't have uh, their Second Amendment rights. Otherwise, this last week, of course, was Veterans Day. It is Veterans Day. Uh, yesterday was the Marine Corps' birthday. Montana became the 41st state uh, back in 1889. We have uh, next Tuesday in 2008 was the uh, anniversary or 2008 was the code talkers recognition act which is signed by president bush um which gave the choctaw code talkers the um from world war one uh recognition but i believe it also applies to the apache uh from world war ii so this was um, signed by President Bush, recognized every Native American code talker who served the United States during both World War I and World War II. Uh, they gave congressional medals to the tribes, of course, maintained or retained by the Smithsonian. And then they gave a silver medal to each uh, of the code talkers. So the Choctaws were from Oklahoma and they pioneered the idea of using American Native American languages as military code. Uh, there, they did that during World War One, and then of course there's uh, the um, Apaches in World War Two that uh, did the same as well. There's a movie about that. So that's coming up on Tuesday, and then. Well, I'm missing a bunch of stuff in here, but then Harlan Carter, uh, one of the people, the first president of the ILA, uh, looks like he's got an anniversary coming up next week as well. 
All right, so then getting down into the uh, videos from last week or the people that are posting videos last week. Uh, Brooke Cheney's also uh, are consistently posting a focus on suicide awareness and prevention uh, with their Suicide Prevention Saturday series. And I uh, had a show last week uh, with a focus on why gun laws are bad for mental health. And that's a big issue. Again, her focus is to give people, well, is to offer a concise, usually 20 minutes or less, uh, consistent every Saturday, a series of videos that offer tools to make our conversations more effective and more efficient. When we're talking about two out of every three firearms deaths and the root causes of violence, period, right? Not just violence with guns, but how do we actually work to prevent violence? Well, one of those ways is to normalize mental health, to remove barriers to mental health, and laws that either intentionally or unknowingly conflict, conflict uh, or cause a rift between mental health and gun ownership are part of the problem and they're not allowed, it's unreasonable to create the problem and then blame others for the problem. And that's what's the situation we have now. Brooke offers insight into that and offers, uh, again, ways to communicate that, to eventually untie that knot and let us move forward for both helping people and removing bad laws. All right, so next up is uh, Professor Yamane, who's been posting a series on the logic of the standard model. So I guess the standard model is some way that book nerds talk about things. And uh, the standard model of gun ownership for the people who hate guns and refuse to pay attention to gun owners suggests that modern gun ownership discounts the lack of any need for guns and in spite of the risk that guns add to our lives, um, we have this irrational near need or whatever attraction to guns. And that uh, the last one is what drives that irrational need. And that's what he was uh, addressing in this video. So as a what is he? As a sociologist, I think, whatever that is, who uh, works in the college realm, uh, he'll uh, interact with all kinds of anti-gun people and be invited to all kinds of gun research stuff that's always slanted towards anti. And I would say always, because I don't think he's ever talked about being invited to something that was even marginally middle of the road. It's always anti so he goes as a lone advocate for awareness over uh, agenda and then brings back his insight in his series. So it's interesting. It's not necessarily fun, but it is insightful. It's, under, it's interesting to understand how the other side sees gun ownership in reality, not just in platitudes and in 
exa extreme examples, but in reality, how they see gun ownership as a bad thing and why. So knowing what they understand is better. You know, it gives us an understanding of how the other side thinks and, and here it is spelled out in five steps. Uh, there are five quick videos, so this was the conclusion of those. He'll probably do another one. I think he's going to do another one or two even to conclude it or to kind of wrap it up. But for whatever reason, he only does one video a week, and he does these little short videos, so he didn't even binge them or nothing. He's just been just rationing them once a week. Uh, locked and Loaded Latinos, uh, one of the consistently good, uh, better, two a shows out there uh, they are paying attention to the news they're paying attention to other things besides guns it's getting a little bit too much into like the the video game stuff but they're getting into this video game thing and they spent like a week hanging out with someplace in florida and stuff so it spends a little, they spend a majority of their time at this point talking about other things but the guns are there and the guns are still a focus so it's been interesting to watch their channel do their thing and uh, in this one, they're talking about uh, just news of the day, the results of the elections, their experiences and their growth as a channel and as uh, just people who are having a lot of fun using the Internet and sharing it. It's a great uh, way to keep, uh, keep up with what's happening in more than one realm. So I'm really digging the show. Still right at the top of the list here. Uh, then we have Riding Shotgun with Charlie, who had an interview with Adam Kraut uh, from the Second Amendment Foundation. He's now the president of the Second Amendment Foundation, taken over for Alan Gottlieb. Let's see. Then next up is a rating of each of the candidates for the midterms from the Gun Owners of America. I think there was a couple of voters' guides. I don't know if anybody has uh, voters' guides that they were... Um, pleased with or that impressed them and something that we could probably do better with uh, keeping each other aware of the best voters guides out there our vote or our ballot was like a quiz this time it was a bunch it was like 15 initiatives that were you know written like I don't know how the heck they come up with the wording I guess it's very accurate wording but it's very difficult to read accurate wording so uh, it took quite a while to kind of go through them all, figure out what they were saying, and then figure out which one I really, you know, which way to go on each of them. And uh, having guides, voters' guides from places that you can trust, places that have a, a strict focus on something like the Second Amendment, for example, are great to use as uh, guides, guides literally. But, uh, you know, to guide your uh, uh, research. Then we have Clover doing an interview with Trailblazer. He actually did a couple of interviews this week. I didn't post it, but he did an interview with MTM yesterday. That was also very good. Uh, the people that make the uh, case guard cases for reloaders. Actually, I know a bunch of people that'll just... I've known people, I guess, over the years. I've seen a bunch of people. I've known a few of them who will take real ammo and bust it open into an MTM case because they don't have to worry about it. The ammo can't get beat up in their case. They don't care so much about size and uh, weight's about the same anyway. 
and uh, then that way at the range, they've got a nice neat place to shoot and then put their brass right back. And they don't have to even bring the box out there at all. Sometimes they'll rip the top, one guy will take, rip the top off of the box, the end off of the box and put that into his MTM case. But anyway, that was a great interview. The, uh, the uh, life card was a good one as well. Uh, mainly, well, it was good for the company and the info, but also for the dude. It was interesting to hear about that guy who's the now, I think, the president of Lifeguard or whatever it is, uh, Trailblazer. And interesting to hear the Trailblazer story through that guy's eyes because he's been uh, in the industry now for, what, 18 years or something, 13 years? Interesting. So uh, Gun Freedom Radio up in Phoenix out of Gold Auctions, they had an interview this week with the people from Prairie Fire. And this is a training organization. The one guy was some sort of Marine, Mars, Marine Special Operations, and I forget what the other guy was. And then she's uh, some kind of professional shooter, maybe in a competition shooter, a professional competition shooter, like Olympic level or something. And uh, they're a training group. Hold on. They're a training group, and it sounds like they're traveling, but it somewhere in there they talked about they're attempting to buy front sight and that's super interesting since front sight i guess is gone bankrupt or went bankrupt front sight had some real issues because it is in the middle of nowhere on the border between nevada and california one of the ranges shoots almost into california um, it's at the end of a long road. It's south of Pahrump, Nevada. And I don't know if they had running water there. I don't know if there is water. There's no, like, I don't think you can dig a well there. It's kind of far away from everything. So I don't know. I think water would be the main issue. But they had no toilets or anything like that. It was all porta potties and things like that. It was pretty nice facilities other than it was all porta potties and stuff. Anyway, front sight went out of business, I guess, and this place is talking about buying them, which that was kind of interesting. They didn't really explain too much about it on here. They talked more about their training group and their goals for the training group and the uh, competition that they want to create. So they're having a competition that this year is going to give away $100,000 to the winner of their competition, their shooting competition, and next year... There's going to be a multiple hundred thousand dollar competitions and the winner or and then all the winners of the hundred thousand dollar competitions will have a competition and the winner of that one will win a million dollars. So that's happening. Uh, Cape Gunworks is doing gun of the week now. That's pretty cool. They did a uh, set with a... Uh, Polymer 80 and all the stuff you need. Thought that was pretty cool. It's hard to stay up this late and then do the show because I'm usually falling asleep before the show even starts now. So, and we had to start late because of barbecue. So I'm up even later. I'm up later than DJ can stay up. So that's next thing is uh, Yankee over there doing his toy guns for tots which is uh 
project he's been doing for a few years now, five years maybe. And uh, because so many kids get toys, but very few get toy guns, Yankee goes out, raises a bunch of money, takes all the money, and uses it to buy toy guns at a Target. And he always does it at this one Target for whatever reason. And they kind of work with him at this point because he's ended up raising like $10,000 or ten, almost 10000 I don't remember, some, a very large number of thousands of dollars. And goes into this Target store, buys carts and carts and carts full of their toy guns, buys them through the checkout, puts them into a big truck, makes arrangements on where to bring them so that they can be distributed and used. And uh, he attempts to get bigger and bigger every year. So... Uh, Wanted to post about that, and then this is one of his videos talking about it. We've been doing some posts over on the channel and over on some of the other platforms to uh, kind of get the word out about it. I think he said he'll go until uh, the beginning of November, so it might be, or maybe he said the beginning of December. So it's, it's you know, you got a limited amount of time. You just head over to his website, and uh, there's a place to participate there let's see so now i usually uh post a couple of different radio shows each week if i don't fall asleep before the show's over uh cape gunworks does a couple of different shows this week i guess because of the elections uh, they didn't do the guest spot on the gary Scurley show but they'll often do a um with the host of the cape gunworks rapid fire radio show owner of the gun shop, will uh, do a uh, guest segment on the Grace Curley show, which is a radio show out of Boston called 2A Tuesday. And for 45 minutes, people call in and answer questions. And uh, then they'll also record the radio show, the rapid fire radio show and podcast each Wednesday. And that's what this is. This is a link to that recording. And, uh, Actually, all of the shows now have been paying way more attention to the live feed. So Cape Gunworks is definitely the most reactive to the conversation that's going on in the live stream. Uh, they'll often incorporate that into the show, use the questions, and or at least answer the questions, I should say. Um, Come and Talk It will been doing the same thing. They'll often read the conversations that are happening in the live stream in the text side of the live stream incorporated into the show. And I on the target radio has Paul Lathrop helping him and he'll do the same. He'll bring the messages up when they're on point for the uh, Amanda and her brother to, uh, to bring up if they want. So the Cape Gunworks records on Wednesday afternoon, depending on where you are. And uh, that's a recording, and then they take that recording and it's syndicated and distributed uh, whatever different times throughout the week on whatever radio station it's on. Come and Talk It goes live. Actually, Come and Talk It and I on the Target both go live as they're, as they're broadcasting the show. So they're not recording anything other than making a recording while they're, they're broadcasting. But they literally go live and broadcast and then watch the YouTube feed as they're doing it. So those are great fun to watch. They're both, uh, actually all of these shows are very 2A. They're not just gun shows, they're Second Amendment focused shows. Now this week, uh, Cape Gunworks had a pretty good show. Uh, the Come and Talk It show 
out of Austin with Michael Cargo had Cody Wilson talking about the new ghost gunner, which is a little tiny mill that you put a block of metal into and it'll turn it into a receiver for a uh, 1911 or a uh, AR. But now it sounds like you can also put a slide in there and the little micro robot will go in and cut the RMR, the optics slides cuts onto the top of a whatever side you put in there. So that's the new version of the ghost gunner. Sounds like that one's going to make, uh, or it's going to be hard to keep that one in stock. Uh, in addition to some of the radio shows, I listened to quite a few military interview shows, and they had a couple of good ones this week. The Marine Corps uh, Vietnam veteran um, from Operation Utah uh, was on uh, Combat Story. That was a pretty good one. The, I guess I didn't post them all in here. Team House had a couple of pretty good shows as well. They had a guy from the CIA on, CIA on this evening, a couple hours before this show. I've posted a few different videos, one on the Bulgarian bayonets, because there's some Bulgarian uh, bayonets up at the Hot of Gold auctions. I posted a couple of videos as I was uh, saying goodbye to those. So I wouldn't have the collections together anymore as they start to sell it off. So stay tuned for a bunch of new uh, Bayonet videos on the way. We had a, we do a show every Saturday with Tony Simon and Clover Tech out of Texas. And uh, we had a show about 40s and probably some of the most feedback in a long time. People could not say enough about our opinions on 40 Smith & Wesson. And then uh, we do a patch swap now. On Sundays, uh, we go live and swap patches. Some people buy them from the gear website store. We have random packs, sealed packs with uh, that you'll get at a kind of a random basis uh, for 25 bucks. The, that goes to support our projects as well as pay bills. And then on su Sundays, we go live. You're welcome to join in. We bust open the packs that you bought and everybody else who's there, you know, have their patches around and we do some swapping. Sounds like a lot of, well, it has been a lot of fun. It's been uh, looking forward to working on that in a couple of different directions. We also do the patch buyback project where um, we have a patch panel and we're filling that up with a number of patches and then we'll be sending that out to some kind of a future uh, patch enthusiast, some kind of kid that can't afford to buy their own patches uh, to help get kind of kickstart the pat the passion for patches, the uh, the patch addiction. I mean the patch uh, interest. All right, with that, we'll um, guess we'll start wrapping it up. Looks like uh, we went a little bit too late tonight for the interaction, but our goal is to go live overnight to do a light a long format late night show where i can just be awake all night we can get into the stuff that bob and i used to do maybe let's let's just say 1100 episodes ago back when the show was just getting into its uh teeth feet boots i don't know just getting into its routine i guess and uh, we had a lot of fun just talking about uh, guns and movies and 
the different events that were happening and the results of the events and, and politics, not so much politics, but the politics of guns and uh, that kind of thing. So that would be our goal. Right now, though, we'll wrap this thing up so that it'll be just about under an hour tonight. Uh, looks like uh, I haven't really seen a comment here in quite a while. Oh, wow, almost 20 minutes. So it looks like we definitely ran this one too late. But if you're listening to this in the future, listening to this as a, when it's rendered as a video or on one of the other platforms that we post this on, leave us some feedback. It engages the system that you're listening to this on or watching this on. It will um, give us some awareness of which platforms to keep posting on. And uh, it'll give us a chance to say, you know, to learn something about what we're doing out here. If you dig what we're doing or if uh, we should go a different direction or double down on something we've already done. I appreciate it. Roy is saying he's out there listening. No problem. No obligation, just uh, if, you know, when we have a bunch of people, there's conversations happening, there's uh, more to say. When it's slower, there's less to say. Um, G23 has said, said same here, uh, had stuff going on, but uh, had stuff going on during the show. I get you. Well, it's not helping that I'm also falling asleep here. So with that, we'll uh, say thanks to everybody for joining us live. Uh, thanks to the Patreons. There's been a scroll at the bottom of the screen that's been thanking the Patreons, the individuals that subscribe to what we do. Most of them are buying us a cup of coffee, you know, a couple of less than 10 bucks for sure, uh, a couple of bucks. And then uh, each of them do that once a month, and that adds up. It's a couple of people buy us lunch, you know, more like 25 bucks or something less than that. And uh, that adds up, and that pays some bills. That allows us to pay attention to stuff like this without having a bunch of ads everywhere and having to uh, pause every once in a while to have you think about buying something. So with that, we do appreciate the ability to do this. Thank you to the folks who uh, join us over there. And we'll end the poll. It looks like 14% of the folks tonight said it was a great week for 2A. 43% was both good and okay. No one voted for a bad week. So I'm pretty stoked. That's good to hear. I just thought of something else I could do since we're got a little extra time tonight. We're going to jump over to our community tab on the big channel and take a look at some of the stuff. As I mentioned, uh, Team House had a great interview with a CIA deputy director. He was in charge of Africa just before Mogadishu uh, or Black Hawk Down. So uh, he had all kinds of, well, and then after as well, he had all kinds of interesting stuff to talk about. Uh, it is Free Patch Friday, so thanks to all the people who purchased stuff over at our gear website store. We've got those uh, random patch trade, the patch swap uh, packets. We've also got 3D prints. We've got uh, calendars. We've got a couple of different books that we've written. Most of the stuff we create live uh, while we're... Uh, doing workshops online. Uh, Gizzard had a, sh a show the other night, getting ready to go to Wanamaker, where everybody is right now. Pretty much every month, sometimes a little bit more often, depending on what's going on in the world, we'll ask the question to the people that want to answer. We ask, what's the best 2A organization this year? Just this year, not of all time or anything. 
and then that gives us a chance to uh, ask a bunch of the, the same question over a bunch of time and what we end up with is a cool graph like this. So if you want to answer, please do. Every once in a while we go through and can add it to the list and kind of get a graph, a graphical representation of people's um, appreciation for the different organizations. Every once in a while, somebody will ask a question or leave a comment on one of the old videos, and that'll give me a reason to kind of put it back up in the pile. So people that might not have seen this video in 13 years, 22,000 people watched it back in the day. Uh, I guess that was when I was playing around with, or no, that's not my gun. That's playing around, wait, is that my gun? No. Uh, playing around with a ready mag, which is a side saddle. It's essentially, it's a place where you can put a second magazine next to the first magazine on an AR-15. It's like a, a second mag well that you attach to your first one. And it's a little bit awkward, but it allows you to have two magazines on board. And it's very easy to switch from one empty magazine and to transfer the full one over. And we had friends that were using this, I'm just going to say in a vehicle, in an interesting way. And officially, like that's how they would carry it. That's how it would be stowed um, as their duty firearm. And so there was a practical application for this. And I thought, oh, wow, that is true. So for this, we might need it. And if we need it, we're going to need as much ammo as we can get situation. Uh, it works out perfectly for that, actually. So uh, I think we're fiddling with it there. Uh, I'm a big fan of them. They're a little bulky but if you're if you're not interested in a second mag then they're too bulky if you're looking for a second mag and options for redundancy then they're uh they're an option I accidentally misunderstood something that brooke did three years ago or two years ago and i've been posting about it every other week trying to help her out so hopefully it helps her out but i think i'm posting to an old video accidentally uh, that's what happens sometimes when you're uh, not paying attention and you batch. You try to do something over and over once and then distribute it for the next six months. I think I did it wrong once and then copied it for the next five months. And we're living through that now. Uh, we had a tactical quiz this week. Thanks to all the people that showed up. We ended up uh, missing the normal time and doing that in the middle of the day. It was weird doing it in the middle of the day. I think I already mentioned it's the Marine Corps' birthday. But they like it when you say happy birthday, so they don't mind if you might bring it up over and over. Uh, I think I'm redoing things over and over here at this point because we've already mentioned a bunch of this stuff. There was a lunar eclipse, a complete and a total lunar eclipse uh, this last week. And uh, we were able to do this show, the Daily Gun Show, during the total lunar eclipse. Pretty neat. I think we've had lunar partial lunar eclipses during the show before. It's one of the perks of doing a midnight show every single night. Every once in a while, there'll be a lunar eclipse that you get to be a part of, but not a full total lunar eclipse. And our entire show fit inside of there, like an hour something long show fit inside the lunar eclipse. It was all during the time that the moon was in the Earth's sun or the Earth's shadow from the sun. Really cool. Yep, then we're getting back to last week where we're talking about the patch trades. So that's it. That's uh, this week. 
and a little bit of what we did, but hopefully what other people did. Thanks again to the people who joined us live. And if you're listening in the future, we'll encourage you again to leave us some feedback. Give us an idea of where you're listening from. And if you've got suggestions or ideas, uh, give us to them, you know, leave us some comments out there. You know, like I say, it engages the robots and it lets us know what you're saying, but then that, that there are people out there. Till next time. Thanks for watching. GearWebsites.com is your source for firearms-based playing cards and books. We also have mugs, shirts, and posters with designs that we've made live. Of course, we have patches. Every Friday is free patch Friday. We appreciate your support. Thank you for shopping at GearWebsites.com.